0: Ready to stop trading time for money and build a business that can scale? Then you're in good company. This is the Productize Podcast, where I chat with entrepreneurs who've transformed their businesses using the Productize service model. I'm your host, Brian Castle. Want to learn my best strategies for productizing your business? Then get my free crash course by going to productizecourse.com. Now let's get into the show. Hey now. Always wanted to try that on the air. (laughs) I think that's the last time I'll do that. Anyway, today, a uh, really great conversation you're going to hear with uh, David Lewis, who went through the Productize course, and he had a really interesting um, success story to, to get his new business launched. Um, he actually managed to launch a highly focused service for Amazon sellers, and this was an interesting case study um, uh, for, for a lot of reasons. You know, In, in this conversation, you're going to hear how David replaced his income from his corporate job how he identified the core pain point to solve, how he focused on one solution without doing it all, and and then his pricing strategy and and his paths to kind of expand his service offering in, in new directions, and also how he leveraged his own firsthand experience to set himself apart. So we'll get right into that interview in just a moment. Now Today's quick tip when it comes to productized service is use warm email outreach to get your very first paying customers. I love this approach. I've used it myself. I've seen many, many uh, students who've gone through the productized course use the warm email approach. And actually now in the second edition of of the productized course, we we now have a a whole lesson devoted entirely to this. Now, what I mean by warm email outreach is Now, unlike cold email outreach, where you're sending emails to, you know, complete strangers off of a a long list of of prospects, warm email outreach, on the other hand, is sending an email to contacts in your personal network. So friends, uh, it could even be family, colleagues, co-workers, uh, folks that you've met at conferences and and spoke to. Uh, Maybe you're in online communities together. Maybe you're in mastermind groups together. Um, you want to start to put together a list of you know i'd like to shoot for about twenty to twenty five names that's that 's kind of what I had when I launched my um, audience ops business uh, i I found twenty five names of of friends and contacts who who work in um in an an industry that's somewhat related to the thing that I'm launching. So most of my contacts, you know, are bootstrapped entrepreneurs and, and whatnot, and, and they run SaaS companies. And so those are the people that I want to connect with to tell them about my, um, my new service. And now the point of this warm email contact is it's not so much about, Hey, here's my new service. Will you buy it from me? Um, it's more about, Hey, here's what I'm working on. I just want, you know, you're a friend of mine. I want to keep you updated on this new thing that I'm about to launch. First of all, I'd love to get your feedback, any suggestions, um, you know, based off of the landing page or or what I'm describing here. And if you happen to know anyone that you think might be a good fit, um, I'd love an introduction, you know, it's just something simple like that. Um, you know, I've got other templates available in in the productized course and, and whatnot, but, um, uh yeah, you know, that that's a really great way to just get the ball rolling and, and just get the word out because typically before you even send those warm email uh contacts, before that you you alone are probably the only person who even knows that your productized service, your new business exists. And the whole point of doing this warm email outreach as as a step number 1 is is to begin to kind of, you know, plant your flag in in the ground and and let the world know this is what I'm working on. If you happen to know anyone who has this problem that I'm aiming to solve, I'd love an introduction. So there's, there's today's quick tip, warm email outreach. Now let's get into the conversation. All right, I'm here with another case study. Today I'm talking to David Lewis. Uh, David, welcome, welcome to the interview.
1: Hey, thanks, Brian. Glad to be here.
0: Awesome. So you and I uh, have been, you know, talking about uh, your your pro- your new productized service that you just launched uh, just a couple of months ago, and uh, well, uh, what like less than two months ago, and um, and since then you've you've managed to get three paying clients. Is that right?
1: That's correct. Yeah, uh, launched November fourth. Um,
0: awesome. And we're recording this in uh, mid December, so yeah, like less than two months in, and and i i really loved the the way that you went about you know sending warm emails to your to your personal contacts and how that resulted in your very first uh, client and then a couple of referrals and and uh you've you 've got some revenue stream coming in so we 're going to get into all those nitty gritty details of how you got the the new uh service launched and and we 'll also hear all about what it is but it 's basically in the amazon space helping helping sellers on Amazon get up and running with with their product pages and whatnot um, but you know before we get into all of that i I want to kind of you know step back and let people kind of meet you and hear a little bit of your backstory so where did where did you uh come from you know business wise career wise and and how did how did this all lead into um the idea to get into like productized services
1: sure so I've been in uh product marketing for the past few years prior to that channel marketing uh and generally for wireless companies software companies um and a, so your traditional corporate uh position and you know the environment, the cube environment, but uh, working on a variety of, of whether it's a service or a, a physical product, bringing it to market, going through a, a launch sequence, um, product life cycle, and um, obviously maximizing sales. Working with, with the organization to maximize sales. So it was a good, it was a good base um, understanding product marketing for me to look into e-commerce um, as it touches on so many areas that I was familiar with from content marketing to branding to uh, product naming. The, so this was kind of an area that I did have some expertise going into when I, when I first started.
0: Very cool. And then you you told me that you left your job in 2014?
1: Yeah, I left my job deciding, uh decided at the beginning of 2014 I, ha- I needed to make a change. And it was really just asking myself the level of effort it would take to find my quote-unquote dream job then the realization that you know probably within six months to a year that would no longer be my dream job I would either be burned out on it or they'd be burned out on me or I'd probably be looking for a change anyway so rather than you know waste that effort of, of getting into the next position I figured this was the opportune time to make that change and um, start something working for myself so Made that change or made that decision in January, and by um, by May, I had handed in my resignation to my boss. Um, I gave her a thirty day thirty day notice, and then uh, lo and behold, two weeks into my notice, my wife was let go from her corporate job. Oh wow! <laughs> so it derailed it a little bit, but at that point, it was too late to pull back. Uh, the company I was working for was going through cutbacks and my position, which I had offered up, was given to someone else Mm. and uh, there was no looking back at that point.
0: Wow. So what was your first step from there?
1: Uh, So prior to leaving, I had identified a a, a business opportunity based on a kernel of an idea about um, protecting mobile phones with a unique accessory that... uh, uh, plugs the ports, the mobile phone power port and the headphone jacks of your your iPhone, your Android phone, and so I was able to uh, purchase this this product and a website, and that's all it was. There was no there was no sales, there was no branding. It was really just some inventory and a URL.
0: Oh, so and- the so the website that you bought wasn't even e-commerce. It was just about the product
1: it was about the product there was one sale that occurred on ebay for five dollars so that was huh. my validation <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> prior to
1: prior to acquiring it but it was um, it was it was less than five hundred dollar investment again to get that that basic website up and to um really start from the ground up
0: and and so that was a physical product that you were selling
1: Right. This was a physical product. Prior, prior to all of this, I had some experience with a SaaS-based product. So I was familiar with internet marketing um, from about 2011. A lot had changed by 2014, but it was the, still the same basics of a WordPress site and um, you know integrating an e-commerce element through WooCommerce. Is
0: that, so so is, that like, is that how you went about selling that, that product? Like, did you set up a, your own e-commerce site or is that when you explored Amazon?
1: No, initially uh, starting with my own e commerce and a couple, you know, a couple keeping some listings going on, on eBay, which, as you know, if you've ever sold on eBay, it's more of a flea market than a profitable mm-hmm. uh, e commerce channel for, for this particular type of, of product. So I, I recognize the power of Amazon and Amazon Prime. I've been a member for many years and, you know, just how it's transformed into the largest retail space in the planet uh... so I, I knew i had to get there i knew that uh, that would probably be a channel that i'd want to explore uh... but yeah like i said initially it was just uh... my website and ebay and and sales were starting to trickle in uh... i would i really didn't have a lot of competition but having to be discovered through the traditional google search engine it wasn't a lot of traffic so mm-hmm. maybe four or five sales a week at first and you know just enough to kind of keep keep my motivation there that i'm you know selling products i'm actually shipping products i am making some money but um far from uh, what i would later find out on amazon was yeah much better it was
0: and then how when when did you kind of discover amazon and and really sink your teeth into that
1: yeah so the timing for that was september 2014 um probably late august early september and it was a, a little bit of a perfect storm i i I was able to. Uh, I subscribed to a, um, uh, a email newsletter. There was very little information out there as far as how to get onto how to get your products as a sole proprietor onto Amazon. What's called FBA fulfillment by Amazon, where they do the shipping, they do the customer service, mm-hmm. they collect the payment. You essentially just ship it in uh, to them and let them handle the rest. So I kind of pushed through the pain of that learning curve. I did eventually find a course through um, Udemy on, on how to do it and, and that, that helped to kind of have that um, framework of how to, how to prep your products, how to label them, everything from um, purchasing UPC codes to um, the proper uh, documentation and, and, and shipping labels and getting them into Amazon. So by the time they arrived in early September, um, sales again were just starting to trickle in Right then the iPhone six launched.
0: Oh. And that
1: was uh that was pretty transformative that my product being in the mobile phone space there was a big spike in um people just you know, when you buy a new phone, just like when you buy a new car, you look for accessories. Yeah.
0: And, and your your thing was compatible with the iPhone six?
1: Yeah, as far as Apple being the monster that they are, that just having a product launch drives an enormous amount of purchasers to Amazon.
0: Yeah, I bet. For
1: accessories. So, uh, I, like I mentioned, I have a very unique accessory with very little competition. It's, it's a narrow niche of users, but it's a large pool based on it applied to a- Apple iPhone 6 users, hmm. and so that combined with the, the, uh, the traffic and the exposure that Amazon Prime delivers, it was a perfect storm and I started almost immediately uh, noticing, you know, five sales a day and I was I was really thrilled and then, then I hit 10 sales a day and I didn't think it could get much better and then, you know, 20 sales and then Can 30 you get, sales a day. It just kept going hockey curve straight up.
0: Yeah. Can you give us some kind of sense on revenue numbers or even profit numbers? Like, what does this look like? Like, is it enough to support... Your family at this point, or is it like, what what are things looking like?
1: Yeah, so my original goal really was to replace my full-time income, and so at at this point, I'm actually about 75 percent of the way there. Um, so it's been you know since April 2014. Um, in terms of monthly revenue, um, this this one particular product line uh, through Amazon does about eleven. Eleven to twelve thousand depending I'm in q four right now we're we're almost at Christmas, so it's about twelve twelve and a half thousand right now is the run rate uh, but traditionally about ten to twelve thousand a month in sales of course amazon takes a cut you've got your cost of goods sold you've got you know delivery shipping PPC all of those costs mm-hmm. take off the top so um, like i said i'm I'm not there yet i'm that's why looking at uh, other ways to Supplement the income. Yeah. through this productized service and and um,
0: well, that's yeah. when you and I met, and uh, and we had a really good conversation about um, kind of looking at your options, right? So, so at this point, you know, you'd been selling your product through Amazon, and, and and you know, by doing that over the course of a year, you you obviously learn a lot about the the ins and outs of marketing a, a product on Amazon and the best practices and and all the. Kind of the secrets. Actually, when you and I were talking, uh, you taught me so much about Amazon because that's just a world that I've. I mean, I'm a consumer there, but I've never really sold anything there. So um, it's just a whole a whole other world within the the larger space of e commerce. Um, but so so when you and I were talking, you were going through this decision process of you know should should you kind of double down on your expertise in, in Amazon. Or what? What else were you considering?
1: Right. Yeah, I was at, <clears throat> at a bit of a crossroads. Obviously, you know, I knew I wanted to bring a productized service to market. I, I originally heard you on a on a podcast, and and it really planted the seed of this was something that, um, really was going to tie together. You know, skill set, and I wanted to bring something to market, and I was considering, um, you know. Looking into my uh, my resume as far as what services I could offer um, and but most of all I wanted to find something I'd enjoy doing so when we spoke, I was considering essentially something which would be a content makeover service you know taking something that was recorded in one format whether that be a webinar or a podcast and then converting that into another format whether it be a series of blog posts or um, you know that could be an email newsletter so so doing something like this where I'd be able to apply the, a lot of the content marketing that I'd had in my background uh, another another as, um, service that I was considering was um, sales enablement so I w- I had a product marketing background and oftentimes you work very closely with a sales force you take the information that comes from the company when they develop a product and you kind of translate that into Materials for the, the guys who go out and sell, whether that be PowerPoint presentations, or, right? Um, you know, uh, sales sheets, that type of thing. So I figured maybe this could be a an outsourced service. Uh, again, though, c- um catering more towards the corporate customer, and thinking that that would be a pretty good match with my resume, and and also it would look good on my experience. For if I if I needed to return back to the corporate world, um, I'd be able to show I was still very current. And, and working on some some applicable projects, but yeah. I, kept, I, I mean, kept
0: well, that was like a really interesting um, uh, kind of line of reasoning. I, I thought when when you and I were talking about this, because you know, I I, I definitely like as you described those those ideas. You know, the content uh, kind of repurposing content, and then being a support service for for in-house sales teams. Um, there is you, you could hear as you described them like there is some value there and you are like kind of solving a problem and you're and, and there there could potentially be a market for that but it, it you know i mean it's it it, it it's, it's not you know definitive of, of whether or not it's a painful enough or urgent enough problem to be solved and it also kind of struck me as as you kind of described it, it it's in line with your resume and and you were kind of thinking about it more like I'm going to design a job for myself that could ultimately exactly. be attractive if I were to ever go back to, to being a, an employee. Um, but, but then that third idea where you start to describe Amazon, I mean, I, I, can you describe that in terms of like what you were thinking before you actually launched your, your service as it, as it stands today? Like what was the initial vision there?
1: Right. So Amazon as a marketplace, uh, is really transformative right now for internet marketers are jumping on to it Uh, we're seeing about 40 to 50 percent of the products being sold on amazon.com are third-party sellers and these could be you know mom-and-pop companies they could be small manufacturers or it could be a sole proprietor who's literally slapping their label on a product and consumers are just you know more and more and more um, as the sales are growing so this is really one of those, um, you know, movements that's coming along that you don't see that often. And it's always been my intention to get out of necessarily having my personal products on Amazon, although that's something I continue to do. Um, but to take what I had learned and gosh, that's all I did for an entire year. Brian was just Amazon. Every, every piece of content I could get every sales workshop, um, uh, ebooks and i really just lived it and breathed it long enough where I felt very competent in the tools that I had developed and wanting to you know partner with new manufacturers who are coming on or existing sellers who had been who had been on Amazon but really didn 't have the the expertise to uh, or the know how to cash in on on this amazing
0: opportunity you know i, I gotta i gotta stop you there because this is like I remember when you were describing this to me a few months ago, just hearing you talk about it with with such a level of expertise and and the granularity of of, of really knowing this this whole world inside and out between you know uh, optimizing reviews and getting the high profile reviewers to come to your pro- product and and optimizing the rankings within Amazon. I mean, I was hearing uh, like next level stuff that I I never even knew existed. You know, so. I mean this is really just one of those examples of you just really sunk your teeth into this world, and I think first you were doing that to help your yourself sell your own products on Amazon, and that's obviously why you had the hunger for for the education, but then um, you know the next step from there would be to to help other people in some sort of productized service capacity um, and and I think this is just one of those examples of of leveraging your unique expertise and your unique Perspective, and um, I, I think it's—I think it was brilliant. I'm thinking of getting into pet products too. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah! Well, unfortunately, I'm I'm traveling here, and my dog uh, wants to kind of join us on the podcast today. So, <laughs> of
1: course, yeah. So, like you're saying, um, there's a, you know—there's some. It was very synergistic, in my view, to keep keep my existing business, at Amazon FBA, alive and healthy because I view it as a, a laboratory. Uh, to try new tools as they come in to understand what's been successful what you know what's a waste of time where where do you drive external traffic to Amazon does it have a benefit on your Google rankings where your Amazon listing does it show up in Google and you know this was it was perfect for me to continue to experiment with my own product line to keep fresh uh, with current knowledge but um, like I said to be able to do what you teach which is really you know, The done-for-you service. uh, Once I've found the ideal customer who's in need of this, and to simplify that process for them, uh, because it is like we said earlier, it's it's attracting a lot of attention with people. The success stories that are coming out um, of Amazon private label sellers are making a really strong living. But for me, also looking at the future, that when you build. When you build too much of your income rel- reliant on someone else's platform, uh, anything could happen overnight, and um, you know you you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. So I, I knew that eventually I wanted to transition to this type of service. Um, there was no software involved. There was no development um, cycle that was going to slow me down. It was really just how fast can I put together a a website that clarifies it and my packages and and bring it to market. Um,
0: yeah, and, and so speaking of, just so we get it out there, uh, the website for your new service is FB, fba marketing dot com. Yeah, that's um, correct. Yeah, that's where that's, people can yeah. kind of check it out. But you know, it it looks it looks great right now, and and it it actually looks you know pretty well polished, and it's a it's an existing running company. But take us back to your very so once you kind of settled on okay, I'm going to go down this path of exploring this productized service within uh, you know for Amazon sellers or new Amazon sellers, people you know moving to Amazon. Um, what were your very first steps to get this thing together?
1: Yeah, so obviously I'm going through your material um, with the productized coursework and, uh, you know, continuing to drill down on what my single offering would be. I think it was very easy to say, well, I should offer this and I can do this and I can do that and I can do YouTube ads and I can, you know, there was a lot of things that I could probably have inflated my, my packages to be. So I really started with those packages, the service packages, to try and um, not be a full service, but to be known for one thing, and you know, eventually I could probably expand with upsells and additional offerings. But I really wanted yep. to start off with the core, which is, in order to sell on Amazon, you need to have your listing, uh, even before you have your product to Amazon's warehouse. You need to get your listing, and the. So this was really, you know, looking at understanding the the pains that my, my current uh, customers were facing. That oftentimes they were overwhelmed by that onboarding process. Um, they were uncomfortable in the back end of Amazon setting things up, and they really just needed they needed this to be done for them, um, and 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 to be able to have that uh, final product which comes to them where they literally can just copy and paste it into their back end of Amazon and hit publish and have a, have an active listing as soon as the inventory hits. So starting with, uh, understanding what my pricing would be, my, my packages, that was, that was the starting point. And then it was really, you know, how, how quickly could I share it with people and, and other sellers to kind of get their opinion. And, um,
0: very cool. Can you give us a rundown of of what the packages are as as they stand today? I mean, obviously these might change over time, but um, what what do the what do the pricing and, and and the packages look like, and what's included in that? It's just so people have an idea.
1: Sure. So the basic package is uh, the listing itself, and that is, you know, you you go through their product. There's a discovery process. You you want to understand. You know, what sets them apart? You have to understand the Amazon buyer mentality a little bit that they're, they're shopping at light speed, oftentimes on their mobile phone, oftentimes on a retail setting. Um, you know, they're comparing products at a store. They mm-hmm. don't know which one. So, so, the way that things are marketed there is very different than it would be, say, on your website or, or in your, your physical store. So, this listing package um, starts with the title. Uh, which is one of the most important ranking factors for where you'll show up on the results, the bullet points. And if you're, you know, if you think about that process, obviously the product image is going to a- attract your eye. The the title, the bullet points, then comes the product description. And this is, you know, part sales copy, part um, you know product specifications, part um, you know motivating them to add to to add it to their car, cart and buy it um so i include those those features i also take the um if you've been on amazon and you and you see a product and you'll get to the product description you'll just see the ugly block of copy if you read it it may be really good content but it's not formatted properly to show up Mm -hmm. with html so so some very very basic html here we're just talking line breaks and bold um Making making it stand out on on the device that the the person is reading it on, and then of course the keywords. This is really important. Uh, unlike um, to to be able to, to tell Amazon, you can tell Amazon directly what search terms um, you want your product to be served on. Yeah. So when the customer enters, wouldn't it be nice if it was that easy there, for so I give them <laughs> That's that's kinda of what I was gonna say. And it used to be a little bit more like that on Google years ago when it was it was more simplified through tags and, and things like that to kinda of direct Google, but Amazon is is behind a little bit, so it is a little bit more uh primitive in that sense that you tell them this is what I want to rank for.
0: Yeah. Um and so it, one, Yeah, I mean like the other packages ahead. you're you're kind of adding um uh, yeah. Well, the the review seem, the product reviews seem to be a, a major piece. Is that right? Re-
1: product reviews are huge. Uh, I mean, if you ask yourself if you're looking at a product and it's great pictures, great title, seems to do everything I want, but you'll see that be the first to review it do you really want to be the first to review it or does your radar go up and say you know there might be something wrong with this and that's why it does I'm gonna just move on even if the next product has only a three-star rating you're going to feel about um, seeing that social proof of reviews and it it isn't just that somebody's left you know five stars or four stars is that you get another a buyers opinion of the product whether that opinion be good or bad its information It's another source of information other than the sellers and it may simply be they the buyer has restated your product benefits but from a totally different perspective so it, it continues to build up this picture of how great this product is going to be in, in your buyers mind and um, to to even make any dent at all you, you need to have a minimum of 15 reviews really before you start to catch a momentum uh, with people buying it and then of course there's things that you can do to organically get reviews, but those fi- first 15 reviews are really the grind of, you know, uh, how can I get them? And,
0: and so you're doing ways. kind of like these, these outreach campaigns to to get um, known Amazon product reviewers to come to the the new listing and and get their review in there. Um, and, and you're you're also doing a number of other things here, you know, in, in the mid and, and upper tiers, which you know range from four four forty nine to nine ninety nine, um, and you're ch- also charging per product. So I, I guess a, a thing that I want to point out here is. Um, you're you are doing a number of things. Like there are different tasks that go into all of these packages, from coming up with the SEO title, the you know the product description, the HTML versions, uh, doing these these product review campaigns. Um, you're helping to set up Amazon PPC uh, advertising. Um, you know, so there are a number of things that you're doing, but the key, and like you you said early on, um, you're solving one problem. And it's all focused around helping a new Amazon seller get up and running with their listing, which is so central to if you're, if you're going to have any sort of business on Amazon, the first and most important thing you need is your listing. And, and that listing incorporates a number of different uh, aspects. So um, I, I think it's it's important to distinguish between just doing one task or solving one problem, which, which can in- involve a number of tasks. So I, I think you packaged it. You know beautifully, and, and and by the way, you're also pricing it um, per product, which I I also think makes sense. You know, a, a lot of people um, kind of rush toward the recurring revenue model, and they try to force things that just aren't recurring into a recurring pricing model. And I I don't think that's smart. I think you you know your your market well. Like if somebody needs one listing, they want to pay a, a one-time fee. Um, I'd imagine that. Uh, you know, your your clients will have multiple products, right?
1: Right. So, if if it's one listing, but you've got variations, so I sell, you know, my coffee maker in silver, red, and black. Uh, you know, I see as long as the the client is going to be providing me with those product images, that's that's simple. That's something I'm not going to charge extra for to to have those additional variations under that umbrella uh, listing, um, but. You know, early on, I did struggle with that. How how can I turn this into reoccurring revenue? I've been lucky so far that the results were so good for the first client uh, that I've been now working with him almost a month and a half. But we've done three three of his products. So there, it's you know, it's it's spreading through his portfolio. To he's an existing seller, but he he said I was looking at my listings and. Uh, the way they are now compared to my competitors, and he said my competitors look like the before picture, so I thought that was a nice <laughs> testimonial. I Actually, grabbed from them, but um, so so I do in my higher end one the growth package. I do I do position that for two months, and that's in a sense it it is a two months guaranteed revenue if you think of it like that. It's one listing, but I've got two months of working with that client, and naturally that's going to give. Them more time to see the results, especially if it's very competitive. It may take uh, it may take sixty days before we start to get them up into the page one ranking and, and really noticeably increase their volume and their their rankings. Yeah. So, yeah. So there, it's more of an extended one. I think eventually, any one of these could turn more into a managed service where. Depending on the level of involvement of that seller, maybe they have a full time job.
0: Yeah. I mean, and they yeah. also want
1: to be an Amazon. I, yeah. I could do a monthly recurring um, management. So there would be some type of package, is, is essentially the onboarding. Uh, um, and then there's a monthly maintenance, slash, you know, tweaking, growing, measuring.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. The, and and again, listing. like you
1: so haven't made it there yet.
0: Yeah, but I, again, I think this is smart. I think there are definitely those opportunities for, for this type of business, for, for recurring revenue, but you're not rushing into you know a whole menu of different options right from day one. You're starting with the core, just get your listing. Let's get some early revenue in the door. Let's prove this model. Let's validate that we have customers and then kind of branch out and, and expand from there. Um, I, I think it's very smart. So let, let's talk about that. How did you get customer number one?
1: Yeah, that was a lot easier, I guess, than I thought it would be. <laughs> I've, I've had businesses that have gone on much longer without seeing that first customer. Uh, but I was listening to a podcast, just like everyone else, and I heard, um, I heard a method of uh, tapping, how to tap your LinkedIn network um, in a unique way. And I, and I kind of replicated that method, and it worked really well for me. That that's always been uh, LinkedIn has always been an untapped resource for a lot of people, especially if you're coming from the corporate world. So I had over 900 connections, and these are people that I may not have spoken with in 10 years, or you know some of them. It's the extent of our interaction is me congratulating them when they get a new job. Um, But but at the same time, these are the people. A lot of them with the connections to manufacturers or working at companies with products. And I was able to um, uh, essentially put together a personalized email where it does a mail merge. So it would go through my LinkedIn contacts, which you can easily download from LinkedIn. And I, I recommend that everyone does that because you never know. LinkedIn could change that where you don't have access to download mm. their contact, the contact. They're your contacts. But everyone's contact information does have an email associated with it. Um, so it will have their name the company they're with and their email that email may or may not get checked very often it could be an older email but considering that was a great way to start with 900 uh, emails I figured it was it was worth a shot so yeah. I did a yeah basically an email where I'm, I'm saying hey it's it's been forever and um, you know what are you up to here here's what I'm doing I just started this business and this is what we do uh, we help Amazon we help um, product owners to to start their business on Amazon to improve their brand presence and their sales and this you know probably isn't for you but if there's somebody that you know who, who would fit, fit this qualification uh, or does have a product you know I'd be very grateful for any referrals uh, that you could send my way and and then you know asking if there was anything I could do for them and um then I took I, love, I love the way
0: that you, you positioned that message. You know, you're not directly asking for a sale. Obviously it's it's somewhat of a niche offering that, that you're offering here and, and um and you know, I, I, I'd wonder about the chances of someone who happens to be in your LinkedIn contacts who also happens to be in the market for, you know, getting up and running on Amazon. But um but the way that you position that, like, you know, it's probably not for you, but if there's anyone that you can refer me to, but chances are there are some people who you are emailing directly, who actually happened to have that need. So so what were the results after you sent, and, and how many people did you send that to?
1: Yeah, so what I did there with the mail merge, um, there's a free service, there's multiple services for this, but uh, you could do 100 at a time with the free, the free package, and I figured that was actually a manageable number for me. I didn't want it to go to all 900 and then I wanted some time to iterate mm-hmm. um, and improve and, and, and also just to respond. So very quickly the first hundred went out and right away, um, you know, aside from the bounce packs, bounce I'm getting people um, you know, wanting to talk about it. The first day I had two two calls were scheduled from that and it, it was wow. about a 65 to 75 percent open rate the first couple weeks, which I thought was good. I did the the, uh, the subject was I started a new business and hey I think that was something that it was just it wasn't like you said it wasn't I wasn't pitching them directly I was just I was sharing this, this news and the other thing and just,
0: wait, came- just to be clear were you e- is this a regular email sent to your LinkedIn contacts or, or were you emailing them through LinkedIn?
1: So it was coming from my personal email address, and because of that, I think that's part of the reason why the open rate was so high. Okay. Because I had it coming from a mass email, but not from a service like AWeber or Mailchimp. It was from my my personal email to their inbox. So again, that and the mail merge, making it look as though it's personalized just to them, uh, where many people really did think it was for them. In fact my mother-in-law was on one of them. It was kind, of, kind of funny she says like you know hi sweetie
0: <laughs> right <laughs> i don't have
1: a product to sell right now that i thought oh why didn't i pull her name out of that list but um so out of the out of the people who received it um quite a few phone calls right off the bat quite a few people who you know this isn't for me but you know I'll be on the lookout for customers and then I would follow up with those people with a very specific template that I had that really told them it would drill down into describing the criteria for who what type of client I'm looking for. And so I think they appre- most people did appreciate that cuz it wasn't just like okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, so what
0: yeah. what did that look like? What what would, what did that follow-up email include?
1: Yeah. Uh, so that one was um, uh, okay. So I would tell them uh, because this isn't just to necessarily help uh, a product uh, for a product listing. It was also to uh, potentially find somebody that I'd want to partner with on Amazon. And so uh, I would I would give them some criteria of the type of product. So I'd say uh, usually I'm looking for upstart businesses struggling to get sales. Uh, or they're established products but the owners don't have time to learn about amazon i call these sleeper products uh... they're interesting high-quality product line with strong potential they're currently listed on amazon but they're f- way they're far down on the search results they're barely selling or the listing is a very poor quality and uh... there's few if any product reviews and then i explained I explained how i i can help these people and um and I think, like I said, a lot of the contacts did appreciate that. Nice. and The other, the other people that would respond were actually wanting to learn. Well, how can I get into Amazon? And so, I did. I developed another template, which was like, "Great, that's you know, here's some resources." Uh, and after you've kind of gone through these resources, you can circle back to me if you if you need any help, because you know, hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a teacher and how to, how to get your product started on Amazon. I can certainly offer advice and, and for what it's worth, but my I offer a very discreet service here that's for product owners. And, and I didn't, you know, I didn't. So I had to weed a lot of people out from that initial list, but, but it didn't take very long. It was um, within the first week, I did have one client I spoke with so this was someone
0: someone on the list or, or a referral from the list? Yeah, hey, this you.
1: was a direct on the list said, hey, I have a product, check out this link. And it was a, uh, uh, I guess, a pre-workout food-based product, which I had no experience with, but I knew that a lot of what I could do could help this person. It, it turned out uh, later on, after I, I did start working with them and did get a basic listing going, uh, they're what's called an Amazon merchant. And these are people who sell their product directly to Amazon, just like you would sell to Walmart or Best Buy. Oh, okay. Uh, as opposed to them being the seller and Amazon doing the fulfillment, and and it is a, a different set of marketing tools that are available to them. So it turned out to not necessarily be a good fit. But then it, again, it helped me to understand these are people that I need to clarify who. You know, right. that I'm specifically looking for FBA sellers to help.
0: Got it. Got it. And then where, where did things go from there?
1: Uh, so probably within another another few days, I um, got an uh, email from an old boss, and he said, hey, check this guy out on Amazon. And he kind of made the introduction for us and had a phone call with this gentleman uh, who was selling in the toy and games category. And... Uh, you know, he was here in Southern California and um, a little bit older, so not necessarily as up to date with all the all the um, marketing tools and and um, capabilities that Mar- Amazon offered. But he had a good product, and that was my my key criteria. I didn't want to help somebody market a product that was either bad quality or I just I couldn't ever see myself using. Or you know, you have to step into that sh- the shoes of do you want to actually partner with this person to help them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah a unique product high quality made in the USA um, he also donated a portion of his proceeds to charity uh, his product was made with recycled materials so as a marketer I'm just thinking this is great, this is a great yeah. story I can help him tell it better through a better listing, through better pictures and and uh, you know, just helping him to drive some reviews so he can get his conversion up. And uh, luckily, you know, it was great timing going into the fourth quarter uh, because it's the results have been you know day and night for him as far as he's sold out of um, he's sold out of the product. Unfortunately, he sold out of the product, <laughs> and he did he didn't plan ahead of time uh, the the replacement products will be in Amazon December twenty fourth. So it's too late. Uh, Yeah, but 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 still, I mean, you you
0: guys worked together during the Christmas rush, and that's perfect timing.
1: Right. And so, certainly, there's probably, uh, you know, I I know we had great results, uh, although I probably will say those results were amplified going into Christmas. uh, But I'm still, I was still really able to show him weekly uh, ranking reports and to be able to show him where he was. his keywords how he was instantly able to jump from you know less than you know uh, ranking 300 for a highly competitive keyword to being in the top 10 or um Amazon has what's called a best sellers rank the lower the number the closer to you know the 100 top products you are the lower that number the more products you're selling so this is again something that I I really wanted to position and partially from your, your your course, Brian, is how can I measure this? And that was a great way to yeah. really show a before and after work. Here you were when we first started, and here you are now. And here's where, you know, if we can continue to do it, we can get you there. And to be able to use that to continue for a case study or to share it with the lead magnet, um, I think it positions myself well for new client acquisition.
0: Beautiful. So so here we are, uh, a couple days away from the end of 2015. We're heading into 2016 now. You've you've had uh, uh, was it over over three paying clients to this point? You, you know you're less than two months into it. Um, what are you looking ahead to? What are what are kind of the next steps? How, how do you see this thing, um, you know, progressing in in the coming months as we head into 2016?
1: So the first one is I'm I'm looking at now that I've gone through those 900. 900- or so people in my LinkedIn, it, it took me about almost two months. And that was you know a great experience to quickly start to have a dialogue with potential clients. Um, I've started to move now into more of a cold prospecting, uh, although the, the warm part is like I'm looking at them on Amazon, These are so I'm looking for sellers on Amazon who need my help, who are way down in the search rankings and reaching out to them through cold email. And that's honestly, that's been the hardest part. Um, but I'm I'm backing off right now. It's obviously going into Christmas here, but that'll be something I'll be ramping up a little bit more into 2016. I'll also be attending uh, CS in okay. Las Vegas, the Consumer Electronic Show. So that is January Oh, yeah, 5th, there,
0: there must be a tradition. ton of Amazon. Sellers. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: And you know what? I try and keep things really lean. Where I didn't, I didn't even want to do business cards, but for an event like that, you got to have business cards. And um, so this is really just me, you know, walking the floor, finding interesting products, pulling out my phone, seeing if they're on Amazon, kind of getting a quick analysis on what the um, what the listing, the health of the listing is, and and really just kind of having a face to face right there to see if if it would be profitable for us to work together. So I'll. I plan on that show. There's also uh, another Vegas show um, in March that I'll be attending, and then the the next stage I'm looking at is is targeted advertising, um, potentially with LinkedIn. I I think it's it's the type of advertising where it isn't for everyone, and it's really only for a subsection of product owners, those who are selling on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. So it's it's got to be something where it it speaks um, to hey or you know are you selling you know do you want to increase your reviews on Amazon so it's got to be that type of lead magnet yeah whether it be um, um, a webinar that I'll hold a, a recorded webinar or or, or uh, ebook on how to do you know some of the selling uh, marketing tools that are available and so yeah I hope to drive some traffic from LinkedIn which has incredibly. Um, targeted filters you know to be able to say these are the type of companies i'm looking at the size of the company the particular title of whether it be you know product management marketing who who do i want to speak to at that company so yeah that and um yeah just kind of going full throttle on the content marketing side and and starting to sh- hopefully um get some organic traffic from google i'd hope to um continue the funnel and uh, keep repeating so that would be the customer acquisition the other side is um, how do I scale and systematize like you teach in your course mm-hmm. and uh, right now a lot of what I do is, is fairly manual I do have a couple copywriters who work for me I have photo editors so I have the pieces in place but it's you know it's kind of perfecting the 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 project brief or the questionnaire that goes out to the customer.
0: Yeah. So and you're still in this kind of early phase of still working with the first few customers and getting the getting the process just right because you're going to need to iterate on that, uh, you know, several times before it's really kind of locked in.
1: Right. And also to be able to take a vacation and not have yep. to worry about it, um, which is potentially an area of opportunity for this business, um, just for the average Amazon seller. Um, they have to. Amazon has pretty strict rules that you do have to reply to customer inquiries within 24 hours. Mm. Otherwise, there there could be a performance notification on your account. So that may actually be something to look at for.
0: Yeah, for like a, like an online. outsourced uh, customer service kind of kind of thing.
1: Just ex- exactly for Amazon. So so. Um, so I think there's, you know, I'm I continue to look for how could I do this as a monthly reoccurring. So maybe yeah, that's beautiful. part of it too. Part of the and topic. kind of loop
0: and looping back to the marketing side of things, you know, whether it's PPC, uh, cold email outreach, war, warm email outreach, or content marketing, you know, you're you're in such a targeted niche, you know, Amazon selling, and and even within that, there, you know, you're focused even more. So, I mean, that's. That just lends itself well to, I mean, you know, or, organic search rankings, email subscribers, educational campaigns. I mean, it's it, it's just all lined up. You know, I, I think you're, I, you know, I mean, it'll be really exciting to see how things progress in, into 2016 and 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 where you take things from here. And um, you know, David, I just want to thank you for for taking the time to walk us through this. And I I know that this is going to be you know very inspiring for for a lot of our listener listeners here. So uh, so thanks a lot.
1: Hey, uh glad to help. Always um always happy to um help people reach their goals. So
0: Cool thanks and, and for if having uh me. Yeah, and, and again, you know, if people want to check out your site, that's at FBA Marketing dot com. Is is that is that the best way to, to connect with you or is there anywhere else?
1: Uh yeah, they can reach me through there, David at FBA Marketing dot com. Or um send me an email, I'll be at C E S this year. If awesome. uh this if this airs before January 5th.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Well, actually, it'll probably be after that. But Okay. Well, um, I'm always
1: happy, happy to offer uh, advice and answer questions.
0: Cool. David, thanks again.
1: Hey, thank you, and um, happy holidays.
0: You too. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Get all the show notes for this entire season at ProductizePodcast.com. And to get my free Productize Crash Course, where I share my best strategies for launching and sustaining your Productize service business, head over to ProductizeCourse.com. All right, time to get back to working on the business.